0: Hi, Christian. Hi,
1: Donna. How are you?
0: Great. I I think I'm going to start off this uh, podcast interview with a quote about your new book, Awakening the Soul of Power, from none other than the beautiful music icon, Gloria Estefan. Mm. She says, and I quote, it's a rare occurrence indeed when a book not only delivers on its message, but also gives you a practical, straightforward, and incredibly wise ways in which to apply the teachings put forth in the awakening of the soul power. I found it to be an introspective work that is a bomb for soul, of the soul of anyone searching for truth and the answers to life's difficult questions, and truly look forward to the rest of Christian De La Horta's amazing Calling All Heroes series. She says, it inspires me to purchase his previous books coming out spiritually, The Next Step, which incidentally I've seen that it's been chosen by Publishers Weekly as one of the 10 best religion books of the year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's a lot to start out with. But so for our listeners, <laughs> other than that, why don't you tell um, everyone about yourself and, and um, what you're doing right now?
1: Well thank thank you so much. Thank you so much for um having me on your podcast and thank you so much for starting out with that quote. I was so humbled to get um an endorsement from Gloria Stefan. Um you know who's been in, in my life indirectly since I was in high school. She used to play Miami Sound Machine before Gloria was Gloria. Used to used to play in our high school bands in dances here down here in Miami. Um so so, yeah, so the book is it's really it's been brewing in me for ten years, probably, of course, and I haven't been working on it regularly, uh but I've been doing retreats on the theme and um and testing out some of the practices, and honestly, it took this mandatory global timeout to set my butt down and get it out, just finally complete it and and do everything else that I needed to do so without minimizing all the tragic and all the pain and all the death and all the economic struggle struggles, people are experiencing. For me, it's been a blessing in that it allowed me to, to finish this book and take a break.
0: Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about your book and, uh, and about yourself? Uh,
1: I'm an author and have been a personal transformation coach for over 30 years. Um, I help people have a sense of personal empowerment lives that are filled with meaning and purpose, and the kind of relationships that they long for. Um, My books have received awards, and my work has been um, acknowledged internationally in many settings, including the TEDx stage. Um, This particular book is called Awakening the Soul of Power. Um, It's the first of a series. So the series is Calling All Heroes. And what does it mean to live a heroic life in the 21st century when we may not have the horse hitched outside and the armors and the demons slay, except the ones inside of ourselves so the first one is like how does a hero step into power in a way that's not about hierarchy that's not about control or fear or force or domination or manipulation the kind of power that doesn't require for us to squelch anybody step on them Put our knee, knee on their neck in order to prop ourselves off up, up and and feel powerful. So how do we do that in a different way? And part of the the situations that a lot of a lot of us, I'd say most of us, have an ambivalent relationship to power. We want it, but we're afraid of it. You know, because I think ultimately we're afraid we're going to abuse it. And and no wonder, you know, we've been so conditioned that power corrupts. For example. Um, and that absolute power corrupts absolutely, but what they didn 't tell us about that quote is that in its original meaning, it was speaking specifically about political power, not about the kind of interpersonal power that we 're talking about. So what we end up doing then is just throwing out the whole thing and you 're like selling out on our power. Like how many times have we said yes? because we wanted to avoid conflict or we hate confrontation. And and inside we feel like, no, like that is not okay with us. I don't want to do that. Or that's not an okay situation with me. But in order for all those reasons, fear of rejection, fear of, you know, need for approval, all that kind of stuff. um, We stifle ourselves and we stuff our voices and we say, yes, when inside we really mean no. Um, So the book is, is, a way that we can begin to reclaim our power and find ways of expressing it that are a match for who we are. Um, And it's for everybody, but it has a particular message for women. Like I dedicate the book to, to, to women.
0: On the place of personal power. I wanted to say that I read your book and I'm a woman. Did you say that that was the demographic you were going for one of them that it could, uh, could relate to and work for that it really struck me and, and I had this awakening when I was reading it um, because I too just finished my book that I've been working on for 10 years and my my book is about my journey and and the, the one thing that I forgot about and I don't even know if I wrote this in my book and my places that um, are specifically pointed out to the fact that I didn't own my power I forgot all about that I even had power you know that place of personal power that we all have and um and I really did I, I lived what you were talking about I did have all those self sabotaging behavior behaviors and um and how that we all need to have that awakening to the the power that we have within us
1: yeah and I you know I'm enjoying your book as well I and enjoying the you know the points of of confluence and overlap the fact that we both worked on it for the last 10 years on and off (laughs) that we both come from a more of an introverted perspective on life that we're both based in south florida (laughs) um and i love the your emphasis on how um the importance of of being aware of our belief systems and that by changing our belief systems um we can actually change our lives that it starts by with that level of self awareness and self knowledge. Um, and, and like you, yeah, for me, it's like, I'm a great testimonial for my book for, because for me it's also been a journey. I'm, you know, I, I start out by saying that I'm not a likely person to be speaking about and writing about heroism and personal empowerment because, you know, I grew up in Cuba, my first 10 years of life. Um, so in a very autocratic, um, power structure you know in which the government and then the church um, made kind of like <laughs> impose power from above and i was painfully painfully shy um and then also struggling with with you know with issues of of being gay and living in the, in the secrecy like trying to hide that and, mm-hmm. uh the double life thing um so i know that if like sometimes I look back, look back at my adolescence, which was one long depression. So I, I not only do do I know disempowerment, mm-hmm. but I know like self denial and self hatred. Um, and so I know without any question that if I can pop out of that, um, anybody can. Um,
0: right, which gives me goosebumps because again that same we're on the same kind of path, that and then because it it was so powerful and freeing to come out of that. You just want to share that with everyone, right? Exactly. You just want to let, you're just like, I don't want anyone to feel that way. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and and the fact that we have come up with, with a path, right. That works. And that's the gift of, of having our experiences that, that then we, for, for and for all of us, right. Although all the trauma and all the suffering and all the pain and all the sense of alienation and disempowerment, the confusion, like, none of it goes to waste. Like, if we will, do, like, take on our work and take on and step into our path, into our mission, into our work, our sacred work, all that stuff gets used, grist for the mill, as, as they say. Um, mm. And we can help others then get free because we know how to do it. We've, we've done that.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so it seems selfish at first because you're working on yourself, you're freeing yourself, you're doing all this work on yourself, but it is, um, but because you can help other people um, by whatever you're doing, uh, whether even if it's just um, not just, but if you um, are a housewife or a business over success, whatever path you're on, you don't have to be a path of a spiritual guru, but (laughs) But whatever path you're on, that you're influencing people around you all the time.
1: Exactly, and and that's what I mean. I, I, you know, both both with the books, calling all heroes, and I have a Facebook group, you know, with a similar name, like unleashing your your unleash your inner hero, and that's exactly what I'm what I'm referencing. You know, it's like we can all step into that role of of leader, of hero, of healer, which which I've struggled, you know, with owning those terms, and and many of us have. Um, mm-hmm. and, and yet that's what we're being called to do, whether we step into those roles like in our family structure with our immediate circle of friends or whether we're head of an international, global, uh, you know, multinational corporation. It doesn't matter. What matters is that we step into those roles, not only because our fulfillment lies in that, um, but also because it's all hands on deck. Right. all hands right. on deck <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: now more than ever <laughs> now more
1: than ever like you know you could say this is the most critical juncture in the evolution of humanity the planet will be fine you know maybe it'll take a few million years but life will continue in some form whether we make it hmm. <laughs> right that's that. Yeah. that's what's up yeah that's what's up yeah and 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 what kind of world do, do we want to live in? The one, the path that we have been on is not sustainable.
0: We know this. Right.
1: We know this. Right. So it's. And, we,
0: and again, if we all stepped into our power, we'd have the power to, to make these changes, to implement them, and to know that um, we can come out of this. Exactly.
1: And, and, the, and that's the thing. Like, we, we really have the power because it's in the numbers. It's uh-huh. in the vast numbers, like you know, the power structure in the world right now is just held by it by a few people, a few hundred people. I don't know how many few. I don't know how many there are, but it's a, a <laughs> small percentage of humanity right. that's holding right. all the power in all the world and all and most of the wealth. I don't know if it's one percent. I don't know who comes up with those numbers, <laughs> but, but we know it's not us. <laughs> yeah, but we know it's a small percentage. And we know that it's not equitable. <laughs> we know that there's a lot of abuse of power every single day that all we have to do is turn on the news or gl- glance at the headlines. And, and the irony of that is like the real power is held by, by us. And so that's part of what I did in the book so that to begin to bridge this ambivalent relationship we have with it. I want it, but I'm, af- I'm afraid of it. So we have this push, pull, yes, no relationship with power. So I started kind of dividing it between worldly power, the way that the world relates to power and expresses it, or you could say the ego power um, in comparison or in contrast to um, soulful power or spiritual power. Um, and so a couple of differences right off the top. You know, one is one is all about externals. You know, we tend to think of people who have powers, people people who have wealth or fame or they, they belong to some kind of hierarchy, whether it's spiritual or religious or political, whatever it is. But the thing about those power structures is that it's because they're outside of us. They're, they're fickle. They're, they're here today, gone tomorrow. And, as so many people are finding out with this global economic reset. Um, and, and then as a, in contrast to the power that comes from within, that nobody can give to us and nobody can take it away. And, if, and and it's humble, whereas one is really about self-aggrandizement and blowing itself up so that it seems more powerful than, than it actually is. I think of a turkey in heat, in mating season, um, <clears throat> versus the other one that's very humble. You know, so if I think of, of a Gandhi or Gandalf, if you're into Lord of the Rings, you know, with their mm-hmm. simple monastic roles and their sandal feet. You would never know the power that is held until it's called for and then watch out like gandhi brought the british empire to its knees when it was at its highest zenith that is most broad you know influence globally without shooting a single gun or 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 landing a single punch like talk about power yes
0: the most powerful
1: Mm -hmm. the
0: most powerful yeah yeah um, so you do. Um, you are, are also a, a transformational coach, right? Uh-huh. Um, and you, um, you you said you did your TEDx talks, and you have uh, other books, and um, and have led people on um, personal uh, or supported people to have the sense of personal empowerment and to live their lives with meaning and purpose. Um, but I wanted to talk to you because this podcast is all about yoga and meditation and, and i know that you're a yoga practitioner uh-huh. and i know that you uh teach meditation in a lot of your um uh, speaking engagements that you do and so i um just wanted to ask you how you got into yoga and meditation and then oh, i wanted to ask you later to uh lead, lead us on a guided meditation oh,
1: beautiful you. thank you i'd love i'd love that you know my my path to meditation was through breathwork. So I discovered breathwork breath work first and then meditation and then yoga. Um, and so I was at a point in my life where, you know, from the perspective of the world, it was, I had a very env- enviable life. You know, I had a condo on the water um, right on the bay here in, in South Beach. Um, you know, nice cushy job, making good money, sports car, you know, the Armani suits, all that kind of stuff. And, and and yet it seemed the more that I was sought after socially and professionally, the more that there was something missing. And I and I kept thinking there's got to be more to life than this. Um and I went through this phase where where I, like I spent a whole weekend I didn't allow myself to watch TV or even listen to music. I just like beat in the question. Like, what do I want from life? And I got through this really, like I started without evaluating, just made a list of like a hundred things. Anything would pop into my mind and that would, it could be big, it could be small, it could be generous, it could be selfish. I didn't judge it. I just made a huge list. Then I started the process of eliminating it. And I got it down to three things. And there was something like I wanted to fulfill my potential as a human being, you know, in every sense of the word, um, emotionally, mentally, Physically and spiritually, which I'd kind of neglected for a few years. Um, I wanted to travel and see the world and um, work with all those people from all walks of life and different cultures. And I wanted to to discover and fulfill my my purpose, my my life purpose, my soul purpose. And I put my list away. I don't even I've never seen it again. It's probably sitting inside one of my books somewhere. But getting that clear going through that intense process and, and, and it was catalytic. And so a few months down the road, I was hanging out by the pool, um, reading something spiritual and somebody came down from the building and I'm like, I'm an acquaintance. I didn't really know him. And so we started to talk about spiritual matters and he told me about breath work. And I had like an immediate gut level. Yes. I didn't care how much I didn't care when it's like, like I just, it was like a yes. And after my first breathwork session, like my life changed. Like even the first session, like I had been on a track to get a PhD in psychology. My dad was a psychiatrist. And so I came out of that psychotherapy tradition. And and when I discovered breathwork, I jumped tracks. I never went for the PhD because it works so fast and heals so profoundly at so many levels. Um, and with all due respect to the psychotherapy practice in the right hands and with clear goals it can be profoundly healing and transformational and mm-hmm. we all know that you can sit on somebody's couch for years and even decades and nothing happens right. um, because understanding the source of the trauma often most often i would say is not enough because that trauma has now li- has now been somaticized and it lives in the body not in the mind so no amount of talking is going to get to it so that's the the beauty and the power of the breath is that it, it clears it at a cellular level and it gets it out of the body um so after that session i started working with that teacher for for five years and learned meditation from from her wow yeah
0: that's beautiful and Mm -hmm. and yoga um as you know there's that's one of the eight limbs of yoga is uh pranayama which is the breath work and yeah um it really does calm the body and and calm the mind and uh, so that you get that clarity to, to like, to know your soul, to know yourself. Exactly,
1: wow. Donna. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. you know, to my logical mind, to my more scientific part of me, it doesn't make any sense. Even 30, <laughs> 30 years later, though, you know, I can't imagine, I can't even imagine how many times I've given the introduction about breathwork and because I don't think the science is there yet in terms of to explain how it works and how it can heal at so many levels, even physically. I can tell you amazing stories about physical healing, right? But how does that happen just from breathing? And what only what that what the only thing that makes sense to me is is a spiritual explanation, which is that in so many traditions, um, including Sanskrit, um, the same word one word can mean spirit or breath.
0: Because uh, you're like me, I think as an introspective, we think deeply, but we're not technical into that scientific um, mind, like you were saying. And I often like to describe it um, because there pr- may be um, someone that knows a little bit more of how it works, but I'm I'm more like you that they don't know. But I'd like to explain it just like I don't know how I'm wirelessly able to talk on this phone and speak to you wirelessly, you know, 60 (laughs) miles away from me. Um, and so I, I just know that it works. And that's the same, what I talk about with the breath work, because it does sound so woo woo because it's not in our, our common popular, um, vernacular, you know, we're not talking about it all the time, but, um, we, it does work and it is so powerful. And, um, uh, that 's why I believe everyone should be practicing it and um that 's why i'm i 'm glad we 're here uh, talking about it now, just to get it more into the mainstream um, so that more people can practice so that more people get that clarity yeah, and, uh, and find their own path
1: beautiful, I love that and you know i i 've yet to come across anything in thirty years of you know traveling the world and and being exposed to so many different and amazing healing practices i've yet to come across anything that heals past trauma as quickly and as effectively and i'm talking like serious stuff you know i work i can't tell you how many people that i work with with um you know victims of sexual abuse and trauma and rape and lost children and violent stuff and it works like people actually heal that stuff and get free from that stuff it's 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 really amazing and and humbling
0: that's awesome well, I hope everyone picks up your book, um, "How to Live: uh, Awakening to the, the Soul of the Power," and how to the tagline for it is "How to Live Heroically and Set Yourself Free." I love that tagline. "How to Live Heroic." That's why I almost said it first. "How to Live Heroically and Set Yourself Free." Thank you. Um, awakening the Soul of Power. Um, I, I think everyone should read it. It is a, a uh, a deeply profound book, and uh, I think re- but relatable at the same time, I think it 's a easy read for you to understand and comprehend and to uh, to get deeper into this practice of what we- what we 've been talking about for the last twenty minutes or so
1: mm, thank you
0: <laughs> but i um, I would love uh, before you leave us for you to lead us in a a guided meditation or breath work or whatever it is that you want to do do you want to set us up to it or
1: yeah i think what i'll do is i'm going to play this piece that's um it's by composed by my friend gary malkin who's a multiple emmy award win, winning composer um and he's allowed me the the privilege of being able to play some of his music and in, in my retreats and stuff um and so i'm going to do a guided process that we'll, we'll start with the breath and then we'll move into more, um, you know, more in, introspective visualization stuff. And I know some of what I want to do, but basically <laughs> I'm just going to go with it and see where we where we all end up.
0: It sounds perfect. I'm sure it will work out. <laughs> it will work out perfectly the way it's supposed to.
1: Yes, thank you. All right. So let's take a a couple of deep breaths. Allow the breath to deepen, to slow down. And I say allow because that's what the breath wants to do naturally. It wants to breathe us. So if we can imagine, perhaps, a gentle wave coming onto the shore. So we imagine that the inhale is like that. As we inhale, we fill ourselves with oxygen, with life force, with prana, with chi. And then as the, the wave recedes, we allow it to cleanse us to take with it anything that no longer belongs in our bodies anything that no longer belongs in our lives so we start with stress and worries And yes, we're living in uncertain, turbulent times, but for us down here in South Florida, the the metaphor of the eye of the storm is very real. So we we become the eye of the storm. We allow all the drama of life to circle around us And yet, we retain choice. We don't have to engage with it. We drop into ourselves, into the depths of ourselves as we continue allowing the breath to breathe us more and more deeply. Relaxing. Allowing the body to relax. The beauty of the breath is too that when we slow down the breath, The heart has no choice but to also slow down. And as that happens, the body begins to relax, the nervous system begins to quiet down. And it all begins with a breath. The breath is our most constant, most loyal. Companion, what we're in, in a body, in this journey of embodiment. And as we were talking about earlier, so many cultures and spiritual traditions, the same word can mean spirit or breath. So as we allow ourselves to be filled and cleansed, by our breath if it works for us if it feels appropriate for us we also imagine that we're being filled by spirit whatever that means to each one of us whatever it means and for some of us the sacred will have a particular name or form that we connect with a manifestation that hopefully we have an experience of like a real experience of for others that word sacred will be more abstract and we might think of life as sacred the universe creation, love, whatever that means to us, however we hold them. We invite that sacredness into our bodies right now and into our lives. Remembering that in the final analysis, we are part of that. We're an expression of that. We live in it, and it lives in us. And we continue to relax. We continue to breathe deeply, filling ourselves with that peace, with a sense of centeredness, being that eye of the storm, and remembering that we can always, always be that. It is in us. That's the same thing as that soulful power or spiritual power. Nobody can give it to us, nobody can take it away. We only lose our center when we allow that to occur. We allow ourselves to be distracted, to get sucked into somebody else's drama, somebody else's fear, into those thoughts and beliefs that Donna writes about. And it's so important to remember that we have the choice not to buy into those thoughts of fear, of doubt, of limitation so important to remember that we are so much greater than the sum of our beliefs than every one of our thoughts we are so much greater than the physical expression of us we are so much greater than our DNA so much greater than the sum of all of our past wounds and mistakes. So much greater than the thousand times that we fell because we got up and we dusted ourselves off a thousand and one. Otherwise we wouldn't be here. And we continue breathing. We continue dropping into ourselves where all the wisdom lies, where all the answers to all our questions lie where our power resides. And we take another deep breath As we remember, can we think about it? Where does where does my breath end and yours begin? So that even though we may not be in the same physical space right now, like it's really one breath. One breath that we all keep recycling. And from a scientific perspective, we think of the element of of argon, which is an immutable element, which means that it, it, it never changes form. So unlike oxygen, that when we breathe it in, it gets transformed and expelled as carbon dioxide. When we breathe in argon, it comes out. Exactly the same way as that same old, boring, ageless organ that's been around for eons. Which means that the organ that's going through our lungs this moment is the same organ that went through the lungs of the pterodactyl and the saber-toothed tiger and the woolly mammoth. The same organ that went through the lungs of the ancient Hebrew prophets and the Hindu masters 3000 years BCE. The very same organ that went through the lungs of the Buddha and Confucius and Lao Tzu about 500 years BCE very same organ that went through the lungs of the Christ and the Magdalene and Mother Mary. The very same organ that, that's gone through the lungs of every enlightened being, of our brightest scientific minds, our greatest political leaders, our most brilliant and talented artists. That very same organ is going through us right now. And so we use the breath to connect not only to ourselves and the depths of ourselves, but also with each other Not not only in current time, but as science scientists tell us and physicists tell us that time and space are illusions. So we extend our consciousness and we connect through time and space with all those leaders and artists and spiritual beacons. And as we take one more deep breath, we breathe their essence, their wisdom, their light into ourselves, cells. Into every one of the trillion cells in our bodies. And if you have an anchor... Meaning, like a simple physical thing you can do, like subtly, like putting your thumb and your finger together, or maybe placing the tongue behind your front teeth in that little crevice, right as it connects, as they connect with the roof of your mouth, to create an anchor so that as we go forward, and whenever you start feeling a little off-center or pulled into the illusion, the maya, the, the insanity of the world, when you get starting to get sucked into an argument, all it takes is that moment of remembering that presence of mind to put together Your fingers or your tongue behind the roof of your mouth. And remember our interconnectedness. Now, the fact that our DNA is 99.99999% identical. We talk about different races, that doesn't even cut it. We're not different enough to be considered a different race so that we really are one human race and when we think about the fact that we share DNA with 98.4 of our DNA is identical to chimps and 50% identical to bananas so that we extend our awareness to connect with all of life on this planet on this exquisite planet of ours. As we remember that we are never alone and that we can draw inspiration Mm -hmm. from from each other. As we all reclaim and step step into Mm -hmm. our soulful power that is inside every one of us. And as we step into our calling, like if you've ever, ever had the suspicion that you have work to do as a teacher or as a healer, as an activist for change, this is it. This is the time that we have been waiting and preparing for. this is it and the difference is like even though we may not feel prepared and ready we don't have to do it alone we can come together and support each other on our collective journey of remembering and awakening this journey into our sacred power so with that slowly and gently we began to bring ourselves back but with all that remembering and with our anchors accessible going forward when we're ready we open our eyes stretch our toes and our fingers bringing ourselves back into the present moment thank you
0: thank you christian that was so beautiful i felt so connected Mm. so at one with the universe so at one with you Mm. so at one with the the dinosaurs that <laughs> roam the earth. I felt that, I, I, it sounds silly when you say it, I say it like that, but I really truly felt like I was a part of the pulse of the ah. world. You know, I've always felt the oneness, but that brought it to a deeper level. Mm. Uh, so thank you for that. You you truly are a beautiful soul and uh, you can hear in your voice, your resonance with the way you speak and um, that you can tell it is truly heartbreaking felt and I'm so happy and grateful that I was able to speak with you uh, on this podcast and to, to be introduced to you so mm. thank you thank you thank you for, for being here <laughs> and thank you
1: so much for, for all you do on all our behalf and it takes one to know one <laughs> so right back at you
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you I appreciate mm-hmm. that so much well uh, for everyone on the that's again listening to you for the first time uh, how do they get in touch with you if they want to find out more yes, about you? Yes,
1: thank you. Um, my website is soulfulpower.com S-O-U-L-F-U-L so only one L it's the second time soulfulpower.com and from there they can you know access all my work and um, which these days is mostly virtual but I okay. trust that one day soon we'll be able to have live events again and connect with each other in 3D again
0: that sounds great well thank you again for your time for your conversation and um, I wish you the best thank you
1: and you much love and and many blessings
0: all right well until next time on the silent bit we'll we'll see you again next week (laughs) thank 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 you you. bye bye bye